money is not what brings security. It's that surrender, that faith in knowing that the creator of the universe has got you. And even if the rest of my life, I had storm after storm after storm happen, and I couldn't feel the blessings of God, I was raised by Joni and Patrick McCoy and Patricia and Marcel Dunn, all four of which are Catholic. And I can't deny the fact that there is a creator of the universe and that I am lucky and blessed to be here, even if the rest of my life turned out to be a test. Welcome to the Madeline Show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Madeline Show. Thank you for being here. Oh, I have something for you today. Some wisdom from my now past grandmother. She died yesterday, and you are actually watching and listening to this. If you're watching on the day it came out, you're watching on the day of her funeral, which is next Wednesday in my time, which is where I'm recording this, <laughs> a little bit in advance of y'all listening to it. And I wanted to share some things about her life and my grandfather's life with you all. Um, they were pretty spectacular people. I don't know about you, but wouldn't it have been cool if you only ever dated one person and then married them and were wildly in love with them for your entire life? And you guys had fun and a family and a pool and, and celebrations and you truly were in a divine union connection with that person forever. That was my grandma and my grandpa. So on this episode today, I'm going to share with you two things that really stood out to me that made their life so amazing. And these are two things that they actually did for other people that really defined who they were in their character and showcased their joy. Could you imagine if you lived a life for other people for other people and experienced just bliss joy throughout the process of giving, throughout the process of giving your time, your energy, your money? I'm going to go through two different ways that they both did that right here for you because it's honestly something that you could start incorporating into your life now. And in honor of my now past grandparents, um, I believe it's my duty to share with you their life and how they lived it and why it brought them so much joy and so many miracles. So I'm going to start with explaining my grandpa a little bit to you. So my grandfather, Patrick McCoy, ended up working his entire life. You're like, oh my gosh, Madeline, come on. I thought we were going to talk about the good stuff here. Patrick was a servant. It started when he was a teenager and in seminary. Yeah. So he obviously married my grandmother because I exist. <laughs> However, he was in seminary. His, his purpose in life was to get closer to God, which is ironic because I ran away from God for a really long time. And Patrick McCoy was a man of God, not without sin, mind you, still a human, um, but 
him and my grandmother both put God before themselves, put God before their marriage even. And they loved each other. If you know Patrick and Joni, there is not, I, I haven't seen another love like that. Um, and, and my other set of grandparents actually were together for a very long time as well. But Pat, Patrick and Joni, their love is that love that, that story, storybook love. It's that love that you think doesn't exist here in this world. And I'm, I'm going to share with you the fact that they loved each other so much and yet they put God first. So I think that that's really interesting. Um, and the first thing that I want to talk to you about is putting God first. So whether you believe in the universe, the creator of the universe or nothing, the fact is, is that you are here and the place that you're in deserves gratitude. The floor that's holding up your feet deserves to be thanked. The breath that's coming into your lungs, that's giving you this human experience full of pleasure, full of taste, full of sound, full of love, it deserves gratitude. It is an absolute blessing that you are here. You might have a lot of challenges in your life. We all do. But have you ever noticed that when you're on the other side of a challenge and you look back, there's usually something good that came out of it. If not like a lot of really good things, you know, a new direction in your life, new doors that opened, doors that really needed to be closed that got closed, new friends, new experiences. By thanking God for this beautiful life that we have and by, by worshiping, which worshiping, I'm realizing as I continue to study Christianity, worshiping God can be as simple as clapping, as simple as washing the dishes. It can even be and is unloading your anger and your doubts on God. God wants you to wrestle with him because wrestling, it gets you closer. It requires intimacy, which is a lot of the reason that some of us, myself included, don't do jujitsu. I do Ishinru karate because jujitsu gets you way too close to that other person. You're basically wrestling that other person. God wants you to wrestle with him. And Patrick and Joni did that. Unfortunately, at the end of their years, you know, Patrick worked till he was in his 70s, died in his 70s. Um, he was a lawyer. And he, he served people less fortunate than him. And he did it his entire life. And at the end of his life, um, he lost his mind to dementia and died a slow and painful death, as did my grandmother, who finally got released into heaven yesterday. And um, she held on for a long time. She had a stroke um, pretty soon after 2020 kicked off. And uh, all the uh, you-know-whats got introduced into society and all you know, the older people got to go and get their you-know-whats. And then shortly after that, my grandmother had a stroke. Um, I'm censoring myself so this video does not get taken down off YouTube. <laughs> so grandma had a stroke um, and she was seized up in that stroke body for her the rest of her life. And... She was a woman of God. Her and my grandfather met. Uh, Grandpa left the seminary. They were together. They were Catholic. They followed all the rules. Yes, she sinned. But this woman, she left her family after almost all of her children were in college, and she went overseas. 
She went to go serve other people. My grandmother would stand in front of U.S. military tanks in Palestine and Pakistan so that they didn't run over the children, so they wouldn't run over the house. So she was anti-war, very liberal. Um, I am not. <laughs> so we have you know some differences, but we both believe in peace. We both believe in love, in service of other people, and in having fun. My grandma and my grandpa, they traveled. They went all different places. Now, yes, um, they traveled for like spiritual reasons, many, many spiritual trips, um, including my grandmother going with her peace team to the Middle East to protect the women and children and people um, over there when my grandmother had people to love and protect here. She didn't stop herself from going out of her way to help other people because she put God first. So they say the body of Christ, we are all the body of Christ and that God exists in us. And in fact, the Bible says that when two or more are gathered, God is present. So when you are out with someone else, that is when a miracle can happen in your life. Now, I, I personally have had a lot of experiences with God where it didn't seem like another person was involved. I'm constantly checking in, praying, muscle testing, being aware of God's presence in my life. And I also know that God moves through people. And when we serve other people, we're serving God. We're worshiping God. We're thanking God because we're all created in his image. I'm not saying we are all God. If I was God, I wouldn't have so many problems. <laughs> I, would, I would get rid of those. Um, but since I'm not, I see my problems as the growth opportunities that they are. So both of my grandparents, they loved to travel. They have been all over the world. I wish I had a prop with me here. They would bring back these amazing pieces of pottery, um, just be just absolutely beautiful pieces of jewelry. And all of us kids and grandkids, we'd all get the same gift every Christmas. My grandma would go to some country and she would bring back money from the country and she would bring back, um, you know, a little something. And we'd all get the same things. Um, and they weren't super well off. They gave away a lot of their money and they didn't have a ton to start with. And so putting God first is the first thing that I wanted to talk to you about, which is putting other people first, serving other people. I mean, my grandmother, I I should probably digitize this and make it available for you guys. I'm actually, now that she's dead, I'm thinking about publishing it. I wrote her memoir. So her memoir includes handwritten notes from her time in prison, in jail. It includes her experiences traveling in the Middle East, um, all of the just crazy things that happen um, when you're over there with Border Patrol, um, a lot of scares, um, a lot of hardship. I mean, PTSD. She's in homes and you hear like bombs going off and you don't know if like your house is going to be next. This is all in her memoir and it's all because she put God first. God first means people first. She lived a God first life. And before I get to number two, which I've already kind of started to preface when I said they gave a lot of their money away, um, is that she and my grandfather would pray constantly every night for certain um, and my grandma continued to do that after my grandfather passed. Um, it turned more into grieving and that wrestling with God. Like, why, God? Why would you take Patrick from me? Like, why are you forsaking me? Why Why is this happening to me? But she didn't turn away from God. 
she continued in crisis to lean in and to just lay it all out on the table for him. She was angry. She was depressed, but she didn't turn away from God. She leaned in. So putting God first in so many areas of their life, whether traveling overseas to help other people, um, being a lawyer that serves others up until literally being on his deathbed and traveling together to other countries to visit you know, spiritual places and to just have this beautiful union. They had such an amazing partnership. My grandfather supported my grandma through all of this, all of her trips, the whole family. My grandfather worked multiple shifts his whole life to support my grandmother being a peace warrior, literally, and all of five kids that they had, mouths to feed, all around the same age too. Could you imagine that? And all all going to Catholic school as well. So you're paying, send your kid to school. Like they lived in Saginaw. They're very godly people. And so we put God first in our lives to say thank you for this life that we live. And they also tithed. So tithing is giving money back to the church, which the church can be a nonprofit organization that uh, you believe in. It could be um, a, a beautiful gift. I remember during uh, 2020, I was in Aspen, Colorado, and it was nutso. Like, as you all know, when everything went down, I personally had a lot of things uh, going on in my business. Um, I was running a six-figure business and um, I was bringing on new experiences and starting uh, a new opportunity, basically a partnership with another brand uh, to do retreats. <laughs> Obviously, it didn't happen. April 2020 was supposed to be our retreat and everything crashed and burned and I needed help. My grandma didn't hesitate to cut me a check to help me with rent. And I guarantee you, it was all of the money that she had left over after she paid her bills that month because my bills were sky high in Aspen. She did not hesitate. I, I believe she gave me her, when we all got those checks from the government, um, she just wrote hers back out to me. My grandmother, we found receipts and cards in her house um, with documented proof of all of the money she's constantly giving away to organizations, to people that she'll never meet. My grandparents tithed. They gave away money. Now, it's not a Ten Commandment in the Bible, but God commands us in the Bible to give our money away because it's not ours, right? Everything is God's. And everything is also energy. All right, hear me out. We have this hand, right? Look at my hand. It looks pretty solid, doesn't it? I don't have any holes in it. If I had a microscope, though, like a really, really good one, and you go all the way down to the atoms, you'd notice that there's space between those atoms. Then why is it that when I hit my hand on the table, it doesn't go through? We are all energy, and there's something very, very strong and powerful holding us together. Money is an extension of our energy. So I believe that when we have money in the hands of good, powerful people, we can create really amazing things in this world. I don't know about you, but life can be difficult. We can feel like we are in lack, in scarcity, not enough. We're always looking for the next thing. We're always looking for that safety and that support that the job or the paycheck, the new income stream can bring. But what I've realized is that that's not what brings safety. 
money is not what brings security. It's that surrender, that faith in knowing that the creator of the universe has got you. And even if the rest of my life, I had storm after storm after storm happen, and I couldn't feel the blessings of God, I was raised by Joni and Patrick McCoy and Patricia and Marcel Dunn, all four of which are Catholic. And I can't deny the fact that there is a creator of the universe and that I am lucky and blessed to be here, even if the rest of my life turned out to be a test. I would still know. I would know, which is beyond belief, that God is real and he's not evil. He's not harsh. He's just love. Do bad things happen? Yes. I just explained to you that my grandparents had slow, painful deaths, as did my grandma, Patricia Dunn. Luckily, my grandfather got out nice and clean. It was like two months. <laughs> Bless his soul. But m majority of my grandparents, they really, really struggled for years at the end of their life, and they all believed. So what is it about that? Why does God allow horrible things to happen like that? What I've realized through reading and through studying is that at the beginning of your faith journey, there appears to be a lot of miracles. You have that feeling of God, that the Holy Spirit tears, I call them, when you know many miracles happen in your life and you're just in awe of the beauty and you realize, wow, like I am loved. Wow, this is this is not a coincidence. This is God. Um, but then as you continue to grow, you go through a dark night of the soul. And you can look this up online. There's a lot of different opinions of the dark night of the soul. The Bible explains the dark night of the soul as being, well, there's a lot of versions of the dark night of the soul. The Bible explains the dark night of the soul as being this time where God appears to have forsaken you, where God appears to have stepped away from you. And it is in those moments that your faith is truly tested. And since my grandparents were such believers, they experienced this opportunity to strengthen their faith at the end of their life. When you think someone who's lived their life by God's law, of course, with sin still, but by God's law forever, you'd think they'd be blessed <laughs> with a quick and easy death. You'd think they'd be blessed with miracles at the end of their life. And in fact, the majority of my grandparents were blessed with an opportunity to lean deeper into God's faith. It is tough to watch that and to be um, yeah, to be family, watching other family suffer, especially when you know that they live their life in accordance with God's will, it really makes you question, well, how how is that possible? You know, is it God or is it the devil? What is it? What like what if they if they suffered, they're more godly than I am. What's going to happen to me? It's very easy to fall into that mindset. But what I know is that when Patricia, when Patrick, when Joni were all dying for years, they did not badmouth the creator of the universe. They did not blame God to other people and turn away from him. They leaned in. 
they leaned in. So by honoring the lives, so as to honor the lives of my grandparents, I too am going to lean in and I'm going to believe that. You know, I'm, I'm done running away from the faith and viewing my life as something that exists by my will. I lived a life for a decade where I believed I made the things in my life happen. I believed in the crystals and the spells, in the manifestation, in all of the woo-woo things, and there's still a place and time for that, I believe. I I definitely think that, you know, energy work needs to be taken back to the kingdom of God 100%. Like I said, I still muscle test all the time. I believe that's God. However, I have taken the responsibility off of myself to make good things happen in my life, and I've also taken the the weight off of myself of the bad things that are happening in my life and me having to try and fix them. And by taking that power away from me and giving it up to the creator of the universe, I have not been happier. I am not in control anymore. And when I thought I was in control, my life was completely out of control. It feels so good and sound to relax into the arms of someone that's just got you and to believe that even if I were to die tomorrow, God is still good. It's this resting peace that the Bible promises. The Bible doesn't promise bad things will never happen to you or that, um, yeah, that you'll never experience evil in your life. It doesn't even promise that you're always going to feel God's presence, but it does promise that God is for good and that he will only use things in your life for good, which means all of the negative things happening around you, all of the bad things that you see to other people who are believers, like all of my grandparents, those things are still for good. And I believe that. And I'm already watching it happen. Even It hasn't even been 24 hours yet since my grandmother passed. And as soon as it happened, I felt this energy shift. My brain went from seeing my grandma in constant suffering to all of a sudden that vision was out of my head. And I just went back to seeing all of us together having family meals at their beautiful home in Saginaw as a family. Wait, was there yelling? Yeah. Was there difficult times? For sure. And we all loved each other. We have so many amazing memories together. This life here is truly a blip. It is a blip in time. And I know that because the last few years of seeing my grandma suffer have felt like they were dragging out. Like, why? I saw her actually two days ago, the day before she died. And I prayed over her and I just told God, look, look, God, you know Joni. She has given you her all. She did everything you wanted her to do. So why, why, God, why is she here? Give her her wish and let her go. 24 hours later, she died. This this idea that we're caught in the middle of hardship and God is not there is just 
false because I now look back at all the beautiful times we've had together and I don't even remember the last couple of years of my grandmother's pain and suffering. It's It feels like just a snap of time. But those moments that feel like eternity are the, the beautiful ones. The McCoy family in Saginaw, the McCoy family traveling And now I can see my grandma and my grandfather together as these two energetic beings. And they believed they were going to heaven. They believed they were going to be reunited. So that's where I believe that they are. And it's beautiful to see that the life that they lived was so centered around other people. I expect my grandma's funeral to be popping. She knew a lot of people. I'm really looking forward to being there and to seeing everyone and We all know, everyone that was in Joni's circle knows how amazing she was and her spirit is. And I'd like that to live on. And that is why this episode is dedicated towards them because they deserve that. And their lives were exemplary. They were not perfect at all. And yet, They lived with such positive, good intention. They were such good, loving, kind, caring people. And they had God, even through all of the difficult things that happened. I mean, I told you, my grandma, she was in prison and in jail and was a peace warrior. This is is a woman that would chain herself to nuclear reactive plants and get arrested protesting. She brought me back a shirt that said, my grandmother went to Palestine and all she came back with was a stronger desire for peace. She actually brought back all of my cousins and us shirts and the babies at the time onesies. And it was difficult. I know from hearing my mom and my aunts and uncles talk about, you know, having her gone and doing those things. It's not easy to watch someone, you know, uproot their life for other people that they don't know. My grandma believed and loved God. My grandma and grandpa didn't just believe in God. They loved God. And I come from that lineage on both sides. And so I'm done ignoring that and running away from that and feeling like I have to control my whole life and I have to make things happen. And if I don't buy the crystals or do the breath work that I'm not going to be able to experience a joyous thing loving, calm, relaxed life. As I gave away that power and gave it up to God, I felt relaxed. It is an immediate, immediate sensation. Now, I don't believe that I'm always going to feel that way. I've gone through my dark night of the soul. As you all know, you can just go reference back to any of the depression episodes where I've talked about my dark night of the soul, my dark months of the soul, my dark life of the soul. Um, I definitely have been tested. And uh, I did some reflection this weekend as I was at Spring Hill, which is a Christian camp up in uh, Everett, Michigan, E-V-A-R-T, however you pronounce that city. And I forgot that when I was a young teenager, probably a tween, I went up there uh, and I 
gave my life to Jesus as a very young kid. Now, when I was a child, I was an altar girl in Catholic church and I was baptized, aka waterboarded uh, as an infant. Uh, but I, I actually had forgotten that I, as a young kid, consciously gave my life to God. And I definitely ran away after that. So I had many, many dark years, decades of the soul. And I'm just so grateful to be back in this space of loving God and being surrendered into his power. I don't have to do it. I don't have to make it happen. And in fact, when I do, when I push, when I hustle, when I do all the things I want to do, that's when shit starts to hit the fan. That is when I feel out of control. <sighs> when I think about my intuition and when I think about God's presence in my life and when I think about the devil, here's how I sum it up. The intuition that I have been working on the last 15 years of my life, discovering my intuition, uh, where is it telling me to go? Uh, what I've noticed is that there's the immediate response, the body, the heart response that tells you to do something. And a lot of the time, it's not actually something that you want to do. It's not coming from your brain. It's co literally coming from this space inside where you're like, oh, this is the direction you want me to go. And some of the times you move and you'd say, well, that's my intuition telling me to go. And some of the time, you don't because you got this other voice in your head, in your head that immediately pops in and says, oh, well, wouldn't you, wouldn't you rather do that? And then you go, you go a different way than the way that the heart was telling you to go. Now, some people confuse that voice that kicks in right after you feel that heart tug as intuition. So I believe that that is the enemy. The enemy comes in and it twists the things that we know and it twists our beliefs, and it wants us to feel like we have more power than we have. It wants to tempt us and have us go in a direction away from the heart. And that is what I have been strengthening, that muscle of where is God telling me to go? And then where is the enemy or where is my brainwashed mind telling me that I need to be? And can I discern the difference in their voices? Can I discern the difference between my mind and my heart? And this is what I'm focusing on in my life right now. Now, this podcast is going to take a turn. I'm going to be bringing on all different types of people, kind of like in the beginning with um, our interviews, but it's going to be talk show style. We're going to have a new co-host come in. I have lots of amazing things coming for you guys. Um, and I'm just, I'm really blessed to be here with you and to have this space to talk about these things. So thank you for being on this ride with me. If you'd like to leave a review and send a screenshot to hello at themadelineshow.com, got a special gift for you. Please reach out at Madeline Cecilia Dunn on any platforms and let's continue this conversation. What's going on in your life? Where is God showing up in your life? Where, um, where are there areas where you could maybe lean in a little bit deeper and not feel like you have to carry the weight on your shoulders all the time? How can you be more like Joni and Patrick and serve other people, put others before yourself, put God first in your marriage? Where can you put aside your own fears and tithe and give money to organizations um, that you would love to support, organizations supporting people that you will never meet? How can you participate more deeply in the goodness that's happening in the world? I would love to know. Thank you so much for being here.
It's one year from today, and you're looking back on this moment right here thinking, wow, I cannot believe I did all of that. You spoke on 20 Align podcasts, and you have 10 more booked for next year already. There's five big-time magazines that featured you and your business sharing your message with the world. You put yourself out there and spoke in person to an audience so excited to support your brand. Your products are selling without having to post about them, and your email list, that thing tripled. You had the time of your life doing what you do best, speaking from the soul with no pressure and a whole lot of fun. You even got your feet wet, pitching your first TED Talk, and you can't wait to hear back. This is just a taste of what's possible when you join Speak Up, a movement of entrepreneurs we meet every single month to master the art of public speaking and the strategy behind getting the gig so you can take your brand to that next level. Get visible, speak powerfully, and get that gig, my friend. Sign up at themadelineshow.com slash speakup to leverage new speaking opportunities today so you can get off the content creation hamster wheel and start showing up for your brand like the brilliant CEO I know you already are. 